This is Talking Sea, your weekly supply of the dark side. Not just the dogmatic narrow view of the Jedi. Hello, I'm Josh Roach. And I'm Sean Sullivan. And we are Talking, Talking Sith. Sith. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, on today's docket, we got some news, Sean. I trust you've you heard what's going on. No, no, I have no idea what's 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 happening. What's more happening Star Wars. More Star Wars on the horizon. Lots uh, of we, Star Wars, lots of Avatar too. Yeah, lots of Avatar, which I don't really get the hype of uh, Avatar. What's your opinion on that? Do you think... uh, Here's what I think. I think the movie grossed like a billion dollars or whatever it was. That's why they... I think it grossed over two billion dollars. Yeah, two billion. Whatever it was, it was was massive. But but why did it take so long? Because James James Cameron just spins his wheels for like 15 years? Yeah, basically. Uh, Well, I think that... I don't even think it was. Did you did you enjoy the movie immensely? It's a, it's all right. I, I basically not, not immensely, not like I th- Star Wars. I think it's right. I think it's dances and wolves and space. Yeah, it's also like uh, Fern Gully. If you ever saw that movie too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's uh, the major reason that it made so much money was because it was groundbreaking like technology at the time. Yeah. And now it's kind of par. So I don't know that it's going to last. It's supposed to be five more movies or something like that. Uh, I don't know something like that. It should just be instead of Star Wars Avatar, Star Wars, 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 Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, starting in the Christmas season of 2022, we'll get our next Star Wars movie. So it's a, a three year wait. Now is this the Ryan Johnson trilogy, or is this unnamed? Well, it's uh, uh, well. There's two people that are currently well. There's two creators currently signed on to make a series, and that's Ryan Johnson's trilogy. And then there's D and D, David and Dan Benioff and Weiss from uh, Game of Thrones. But uh, it's not been confirmed how many movies they're going to make. We know for sure Ryan's making a trilogy. For them, they just said they're making a series. So, I don't know. Could be either or. But seeing as how it's a trilogy, I'm I'm hoping that it's Ryan. Um, I'd like to see where, where he takes a story that he totally melds and forms from the beginning. <laughs> don't get me started on that. Uh, <laughs> So, so, so you mentioned that the the D and D, the the Games of Thrones guys, that that might be a, a series. Are we talking a movie series, or are we talking yeah, like a television a, series? Yeah, it's a it's a series of movies that they're signed on to do. So, but they just haven't said how many yeah. um, they'll actually be doing. So, I also saw that the uh, no, this is real. I was just scrolling through Facebook today and saw the Mandalorian was continued for a second season. I've heard that too. Yeah. Even yeah. though it hasn't even come out yet, but hey, yeah, they, they must be confident with uh, with how it looks. Have you got a chance to see the Mandalorian um, footage? The any of the scenes that were played there and no, the, uh, the trailer? No, the only stuff that I saw was was the I don't know 
the, the, the promo they showed at Celebration. I haven't really right, watched right, it. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, so just what they released there at Celebration. But we weren't at the panel, but uh, somehow that found its way online. Somehow. The one, uh, the one panel we didn't get into. Yeah, and evidently, uh, people were just walking in to that panel. And to most panels, I guess. Once people figured out that they weren't really checking uh, QR people codes, they were out, just like... Just say, I know Emily, and you just get in. So. Yeah, I guess you didn't even really need to say, I know Emily. You could just kind of get in. <laughs> no. We're still cool for getting the person we got it in. So. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was cool. That one was pretty packed. That was the one that they said security was like, they were the tightest about because... Oh, makes sense. That was packed to the brim. Yeah, with all this uh, this news of future Star Wars coming out and the television series um, from Celebration, there was one other story that leaked at Celebration that I was not aware of until just a couple days ago. Let's see if I can pull this up here. Um, I think it was Delray Books announced that there is an upcoming series um, a series of books with a collaboration between a few writers, uh, including Charles Soule, who he's actually been mostly in comics. Okay. And I believe he also did the, he wrote the storyline for the Vader Immortal, um, that game, that VR game. Oh, really? Cool. Uh, Justine August and Claudia Gray, who is probably my favorite author anymore. Uh, they're working on a a series of books that's coming out, and all they're calling it is Project Luminous. And it's coming out after Episode 9. And that's all the news that we have. Okay. So let, the, let your speculation begin, Sean. What, what, what do you think when you hear, after Episode 9, Project Luminous? Uh, Yu and Vong are coming back. <laughs> no. Oh, Lord. Uh, Project Luminous after Episode 9. I don't know, something to do with the light, the light side, light side rising, Skywalker rising, I don't know, rise of Skywalker, light. Well, luminous, I mean, luminous beings, are we, not this crude matter? Um, That's actually something else that we ran on the site. Uh, Did you see that the, the official translation for the rise of Skywalker has come out in Poland? Oh, yeah, so I did see that. What was it again? So, instead of rise, like the word that they There's used, risen, right? no, it, it it literally means like rebirth or revive to bring something back to life. See, I, I did see that, and then I saw somebody, I saw the Reddit thread about that, and somebody commented and said that that like that, that translation makes sense in Polish or whatever. That that, that does lines up with what it, with rise. It shouldn't be like the way that it's being taken, but who knows? Maybe it is. I've seen it a couple different ways. So, I mean, from several people that have been commenting on there, like there's some people that are like, yeah, no, it could just mean this. But people in Poland who I, I seem to, I would think, understand Polish. Nope. Um, you would be wrong. In that I, mean, I mean, the first, well, the first thing somebody put on there was, uh, it means uh, resurrection. And then, and no, it doesn't actually mean resurrection. It means revive. But to revive, according to the you know um, Cambridge Dictionary, literally means like to bring somebody back to. So I mean, basically resurrect. Resurrect Luke Skywalker. Resurrect Anakin Skywalker. Uh, resurrect Palpatine Skywalker. The resurrection of Skywalker. Palpatine by Palpatine. 
Well, possibly. I mean, okay, so Luminous, you said you think Project Luminous, you think Light Side. Oh, I, I don't mean, know. That's where my, where my head went when I just thought of that line with Yoda, we're luminous beings, you know, are we? Um, what if Project Luminous is a is a is the way Palpatine gets brought back? What if Project Luminous is like one of his other little schemes he had going on this whole time, and that's how he comes back into the fold? And we get a little bit of this story in Episode Nine, like you know, enough to make us understand. But then we get this yeah. books after so Episode you, Nine to fully explain it. So you think it would take a full season? They would dedicate a full series to that. I could see a book or comic book series, but a full series. Well, they just said it's going to be a series. So, I mean, it could even be like the uh, the new books that are coming out. Uh, Alphabet Squadron is the books coming out. And it's about this like ragtag squ- squadron made up of like an A-wing, an X-wing, an E-wing, a B-wing, hence the alphabet. Um, that's coming out. It's a book, but it's also um, got two comics that are like telling kind of uh, parallel stories. So they're like going more in depth with some of the TIE fighters that they're like TIE fighter pilots that they're fighting more in depth with some of the other like rebel command and uh, fighters, you know, and the rebellion. Right. So I almost think like there could be one major book and then maybe a couple of like one shot comics just to expand the story. Just a whole multimedia approach to it would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would love comics. You got books, uh, tie-ins to everything. uh, uh, Disney Plus original, you know, with uh, maybe uh, telling the backstory of Palpatine, which I should add is our subject for the night. Is old Sheev Palpatine, Sheev Palpatine, Sheev Palpatine. So we're we're kind of at a tricky impasse to uh, discuss old Shivi. And that is that, uh, so Plagueis, the book, um, which is one of my favorite books. I know it's one of your favorite books as well. Probably my favorite Star Wars book of all time. uh, It's probably the one I've read the most. If it's not my, it's definitely like, it's tied either, it's tied for first. It's first or second place. And the second one would be uh, Lost Stars by Claudia Gray. But I got to say, Master and Apprentice that I just finished by Claudia Gray as well, that could give it a run for its money. Like both of those. Like those three. Um, And then there's Dooku Jedi Lost that just came out. And that's like a radio drama. And it was being written at the exact same time as Master and Apprentice. And the authors actually collaborated with each other. But it. All has a lot it takes to do place with... like ten years after, though, right? Eh, no, no. Well, so... I guess, yeah, I guess it's when, when he was leaving the Jedi Order when Dooku left. So that was around well, shortly after Episode One. Uh, it was short. Actually, Dooku left the Jedi um, probably fifteen, ten to fifteen years before Episode One. Okay. Um, and Master and Apprentice takes place, I think, like eight years. Eight to nine years before episode one. So right around the time Anakin would be being born. Right. And then uh, Dooku Jedi Lost covers basically Dooku's entire life. So like the prior 70 years before episode one. That sounds awesome. So it's kind of like the uh, the Plagueis story kind of covered 
Yep. You know, Plagueis is riding, then Palpatine's rise. This is like Dooku's rise. So you, they're really filling in the backstory of how the you know the Sith or dark side yeah, so users hoping, come to be. I'm hoping they come out and they say like, yeah, Plagueis. So I think this all hinges on Episode Nine, like what whatever they say about Palpatine and stuff, because as it stands, Plagueis basically can still slide right into canon. Um, and actually, a lot of Plagueis is legitimized. Darth Plagueis book is legitimized by uh, the Tarkin book, which is by the same author and is now canon. Now, Tarkin, that was, I know that was, that was the first canon book, right? I mean, that was right after Disney was purchased. It's either the first or franchise. second. It was Tarkin or A New Dawn was the first. But was it in actually, it was being written when that transaction occurred. Yep, and they still agreed to have it, you know, become part of the canon. That's actually where we got the revelation that uh, Palpatine's first name is Sheev. Sheev. Sheev Palpatine. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird to think that his name, like, hasn't always been Sheev. I feel like it's just, he, he's a very Sheev-looking man. Yeah. Like, if I just yeah. look at him, that guy looks like a Sheev. Well, if you remember in the uh, Darth Plagueis book, he doesn't go by Sheev at all. He like drops it for a long yeah. time. Like, and then even in Tarkin, it says that only a very select few even know that his name is Sheev. So, yeah. So I choose. I mean, for the for the context of our conversation, and just because I'm pretty sure it's gonna be made canon. Yeah. Um, eventually, just take what happens in Plagueis as uh, as fact for now. Which uh, which leads me to my first point. So, do you remember in Plagueis, um, his father tells Palpatine that like he always knew he was he was weird, you know, that he was different, <laughs> and that uh, was some kind of creep. Well, yeah, and he said that uh, when he when he held when he held him for the first time, he felt no connection to him, and he knew that he wasn't his. Like whatever you are, you're not mine. <laughs> yes, I remember that. So real loving, great relationship there. But uh, that leads me to a question. Do you think that it's possible that Palpatine was a virgin's birth? It's a big chain of these. I mean, darkness so, rises we, and light to meet it. So created by what, Plagueis' master, when, when Plagueis and him were doing their experiments, or you think somebody else? Yeah, possibly created by uh, uh, Tenebris was Plagueis' master, and he was That's already right. uh, fooling around with midichlorians and stuff, and Plagueis then, you know, um, tried to pick up where he left off. Well, I think it's possible. I think, I mean, maybe it was lightly alluded to. You know, I, I, they more left it open-ended. I mean, by that phrase you just said, it could be anything, but... I, yeah, I do remember him and Tenebris and Plagueis were fooling around with, with, they were with all that. Yeah. With the midichlorians <laughs> and, yeah, just like Sith alchemy. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, that, uh, that just hit me the last time that I went through the book, which is only like my seventh or eighth time I've gone through that book. Good book. Just something, that thought crossed my mind. But, I mean, it could even be potentially that, because uh, it talks about in there, like, how he is so um, naturally, the force, like, shields itself inside of him. And so that's why he wasn't detected by the Jedi, um, which is interesting. I mean, that brings up, an in- like, an interesting what if. And I want to start doing some what if segments on here. Like, what if Palpatine was found Ooh. by the Jedi? 
I like those what if games. I don't know. I mean, the fact that the fact that his father felt nothing when he held him that uh, that gives him credence to the you know, the fact that maybe he was just very cold and dark from the beginning, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, nature versus nurture. If he, was he born with the dark side flowing through him, or could he have had you know just neutral midichlorians that could have been formed if he was in the right hands to be used for light? Right. Well, our midichlorians. I think he's pretty evil. Are <laughs> are midichlorians uh, by nature dark or light? I don't know. Like I, they're just I, like I, symbiotic, I, like life forms, right? They're just a conduit for us, basically. But I mean, Palpatine said it himself at the end of Plagueis when he's killing Plagueis, and I think he's either electrocuting him or he's in between electrocuting him, and he's like, "It was Plagueis." Who forced, who forced a young, impressionable man to commit matricide. Matricide. Patricide. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That patricide. It was plagues. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, uh, but so another thing that, uh, so that's why I was thinking like the virgin's birth could be a thing because like from the get go, like you said, he was like cold from the get go. So if he was the dark side version, you know, of Anakin, but then I mean, if Anakin was a light side version, you know, of like a Virgins in the Force, he was still manipulated to go to the dark side. So Palpatine still possibly could have been nurtured to the light side. Yeah, I mean, I tend to feel that midi chlorians are neutral, right? It's just like they—they they are the catalyst that allows you to use the Force. You know, you're the one who decides how to use it. Right, right. They're just your way of communicating with the force. Exactly. Now, whether or not the force, it's like is... they're your battery. You know, they're they're the right. good thing to the charge. Now, whether or not the force itself, uh, you know, we hear a lot of talk about the will of the force. So, yeah. uh, how much that plays a part into everybody's actions? Like that's uh, when it comes down to like Christianity and theology. There's the question of predestinationism. Some believe like you're pr- there are those who are saved that are, uh, you know, uh, part of the church and they believe that uh, there's only a set amount, which if you get really hardcore into that, that's kind of like a Jehovah's Witness. There's only so many that have already been assigned to be called. And then but then they're like, well, does that take away your free will? How do you have free will at the same time? So do you have free agency to turn to the light side or the dark side? Or is the will of the force just uh, kind of playing marionette? You know, playing uh, with puppets. I don't know. I just know that it was Plagueis. Plagueis. <laughs> it was Plagueis that formed this young man. Well, I don't know. It's a good question, right? I'm, Who knows? I how what, what potential good old Ashiv had, but we know where he ended up. Definitely, he definitely probably would have been. Like, it wasn't on the like council. That. Can you imagine? Old uh, Master Sheev Palpatine, you know, uh, sitting next to Yoda and the in the High Jedi Council, in the place of uh, Mace Windu, who he easily bested or could have should have bested. Oh well, we'll, we'll get to that there. Uh, I mean, so just Palpatine in the Jedi Temple. That's a. I mean, he ends up residing there and living there for a good. You know, a couple decades after after the fall of the Jedi, he turns it into the Imperial Palace, and he resides there. And uh, one of the reasons he's uh, resides there is because 
Are you aware that the Jedi Temple was built upon a mountain from Coruscant? And it was actually the uh, location of several different shrines and places of worship for different uh, uh, cultures with the Force. And when the Sith came millennia ago and conquered Coruscant for the first time, they built a huge Sith temple there. And when the Jedi took it back over, they tore down the temple and they built over its ruins the Jedi temple to to kind of cap that darkness off. So um, it's, like, it's like building a house on an Indian burial ground. Yeah, pretty much. It's going to get haunted through the rest of the, the existence of it. Well, yeah, and... Um, there is, uh, I was reading through Wikipedia in the canon section and doing some research on old Palpatine here, and it turns out he actually, it was actually a storyline uh, that was going to be in the last season of Clone Wars, and whether or not it still gets pepped up, we'll see, but that um, underneath the Jedi Temple, they hadn't actually destroyed all of that Sith Temple. There was still like a, some secret compartments of that Sith shrine down there, and Palpatine actually let himself into that. And even while the Jedi, while he was a senator, while he was chancellor, he knew how to get into that Sith shrine, and he would go there and he would meditate. And that's part of why the Jedi became blind to like so he would the darkness around them. Sne- sneak off into a little Sith cubbyhole that he found and just. Yeah, in their basement. <laughs> go into somebody's crawl space and just hang out and just meditate. Yeah, so that's why the Jedi lost their gift of like foresight. They they were blinded to, and so this that's something that comes up. So, and, so I guess are you saying that Palpatine, being able to do that, he he guarded himself from being detected, or it applied to you know because they didn't detect Darth Maul, they didn't detect. You know, I think just. They didn't I mean, the Sith. I mean, did, did his ability to do that blanket all the dark side? From I the think team? so. I think it blanketed all the dark side. And I mean, when did this begin? Was this the Darth Plagueis? Like, how did Palpatine find out about it? You got to believe that. I mean, preferably Plagueis, everything in the book Plagueis. Palpatine wouldn't have had knowledge of Coruscant or anything like that himself. So Plagueis more than likely told him about this. Um, and so how, how far back, uh, did the Sith Lords, the rule of two gain access to this and begin to blind the Jedi. So in, in master and apprentice, they talk about the mystics and they call them the mystics because it was Jedi from generations ago that had visions of the future. And, uh, that's where like the vision, the prophecy of the chosen one and all these prophecies come from. But then suddenly the visions dried up. And the Jedi didn't have that gift of foresight. How, how long ago was that? I mean, how, how far before Episode One was that? Uh, I can't. I don't think they say particularly, but I mean, it's like generations, several, so, I mean, a few generations. I, I guess like Tenebris was around with Plagueis before Palpatine was in the picture, and they were shrouded from their existence. Yeah, so, I mean, this is going on for a while, so maybe before Palpatine. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I'm sure, like probably before Palpatine, before Plagueis, but. I think that might be why, like, the visions dried up, why the Jedi weren't, ha- you know, most Jedi weren't having that uh, that gift of foresight anymore because they lived at the Jedi Temple, and the Jedi Temple was, like, being, you know, slowly manipulated and infested with the dark side from within. 
terrible. Terrible, terrible. T- terrible, terrible. So I just I wonder what Palpatine would have been like without without Plagueis. You know, Plagueis was so formulated this whole thing, but really it was Palpatine who took it to the next step. I mean, Palpatine at the end of the book really talks about how he kind of manipulated Plagueis. I mean, Plagueis was too blind to all this occurring, and Palpatine really took it up to the next level. And he's the one who ultimately was able to gain control of the whole Republic and turn it into the Empire. Yeah, so Plagueis, I mean, was definitely, like, playing, you know, at a masterful level. Um, But I think Plagueis was more, I mean, and it's even evident, he wasn't as much the plotter as Palpatine was. And, I mean, even from, like, some of the first scenes of the book, I I think that is illustrated because... Um, Plagueis doesn't plot to kill Tenebris. He doesn't even have like ambitions to do it at that point. Yeah. But it's when that situation arises. If you remember, they were uh, they were like drilling in some mine. Um, yeah, yeah. Something. He took, he took advantage of it. Yeah. Yeah, and so and then they they know there's going to be an explosion, but Tenebris like takes off like crazy fast, and Plagueis can sense that you know he's like fearing something and he sense and he reaches Plagueis reaches out he's like I don't sense anything there's there's no other danger here so, and then so, when the <laughs> so so Plagueis is like the Qui-Gon in that relationship yeah Plagueis is like the uh Plagueis is very good at reactionary things like he he reacts he well in the here and now yeah 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 your focus determines your reality but uh Whereas I think Palpatine probably ever since he became Plagueis's apprentice began to plot. He was like the Steve Jobs of like the Sith. Oh yeah. Like he, he had a vision and he had a plan and like, you know, where the other ones are like, yeah, I'd like to take over the universe. Right. But they never really, I mean, Palpatine just had that goal. And I, I know that Plagueis kind of helped him reach it, but he was, was Plagueis really a tool or was, was Palpatine a tool for Plagueis? I mean, I think they both thought they were using each other. Yeah, and I think they both did to a certain extent, but ultimately, obviously, uh, who stands above, and that's... that's it, was, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't Plagueis. <laughs> it wasn't Plagueis. <laughs> well, and so this chess game that Palpatine's playing, like, how far-reaching was his insight, really, do you think? Uh... Oh, like, I don't know. Like, this will go into the conversation about the, the Mace Windu discussion. And, and just his, I mean, part of me is like, did Plagueis freaking plan out? Or not Plagueis, sorry. Did Palpatine really foresee his whole rise to be the Emperor? I mean, did he plan out, at one extreme, you could say he planned out every little bit. He, he literally had the vision to see all of these moves that occur and when they were going to because he always right. talks about, I have foreseen it, right? How much does he literally foresee? Yeah. Or or is he kind of just like, he, when he says he's foreseen it, he means that he's made smart, strategic plays to put himself in that position, but he hasn't literally foreseen it. Right. I mean, like what, he's, what, where he has, on that spectrum is he? Yeah, he has, he has anticipated a lot of things. And because he anticipates the outcomes of so many different things, and he puts his you know, things in motion to guide things the way that he wants them to go. Um, Like, okay, so for example, 
how far reaching do you think his machinations went when it comes to this insight? Like, so obviously in episode one, we see he meets, he meets Anakin and he tells him, you know, we'll watch your career with great interest. Um, and I'm sure he heard about, you know, how he was, uh, well in Plagueis, it talks about how he, he didn't know that he was like from a virgin birth and Qui-Gon believed he was made from a virgin in the force. And so do you think that Palpatine manipulated uh, the death of Shami? Um, I mean, it lined up very conveniently that that occurred, right? I mean, that was, again, that was a catalyst to get Anakin to take another step towards the dark side. So, so yeah, it's... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's definitely possible, right? I mean, it was a very convenient timing, and uh, it worked out very well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I asked this question on uh, one of the group pages on Facebook, and there's a couple of, you know, there's there's people back and forth uh, saying an old canon, and it was said Palpatine had arranged the kidnapping of Shmi. Um, I, I think it's probably likely. I mean, it was a very, it seems like something he would do was very, it would be opportunistic and it would line up very well with his trying to get Anakin to take those steps that he needed to take. Yeah. So my question was how far reaching were Palpatine's machinations? Did he arrange for Shmi to be killed or, and, or implant the visions of Padme's death? Now, in my opinion, in my opinion, maybe he, maybe he did the Shmi thing or maybe that was a happy accident. For Palpatine. Uh, <laughs> it's but, a happy accident that she got kidnapped by uh, Tuscan Raiders. Tuscan and Raiders and tortured and died. But yes. uh, I mean, a hundred percent, I believe he used that information. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he, and and he, that's why Anakin had those visions of Padme dying. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we are one hundred percent. It's confirmed in the movie that he could read the visions. Mm-hmm. Because Anakin never told him about the visions, and he's like, "Oh, you could yeah. save." Yeah, and he never even told him about Padme being his yeah. wife. I know. And he just comes out, and he's like, oh, and, and "Anakin's like, what? <laughs> uh, what?" So, I mean, it would just be—I mean, at that point, his insight and ability Use to my power. I beg, I beg you. you. Since I've known you, you've wanted to be. More than a Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A life of significance. So, so I okay. So if I had to like guess, I would say yes. He implanted the thoughts in his head. I mean, he's responsible for that. I I, I think it's a better than fifty percent chance that he in some way or was responsible for Shmi being kidnapped. Although there is like a long backstory from, and we know from the book Obi Wan that the Tuscan Raiders were around the area a lot. We just know that they... Right. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's alluded... Maybe it's in Obi-Wan, I can't remember anymore, but it's alluded to that like they were kidnapping other people in the area or something like that, so... Yeah, they were definitely, like, terrorizing other people, and so... I mean, were they kidnapping? Yeah, yeah they... I, think, I, think, I think they talk about in... Somewhere, the other people before that were kidnapped. Like, this wasn't huh. the first kidnapping of, of the people in that general area. Yeah, but I think so. I mean, whether or not he manipulated the Shmi thing, I mean, that could just play to both points. Like, 
his reaction to having that knowledge was to then know how Anakin was going to react to having, you know, a loved one take, be taken away from him. So, yeah, he, decides... he knew that he was going to be very upset at the Sand People and want to do very bad things. Yeah. I think Hello. we got old Casey Schreffler joining us here. Yeah, sorry about that. Hey! Uh, I think hey, I mentioned I'm, I'm producing a big label video featuring uh, it's, uh, it's Asher Angel is a talent. He's in Shazam. He's a kid who turns into Shazam. And it's featuring Wiz Khalifa. And it's a lot of time. It's yeah. a lot of time. Sounds yeah. exciting. Sounds it like is. lots of fun. Yeah. Lots of fun. Lots of stuff going on. We have an airplane. We have a Lamborghini. I have like a classic Mercedes. Well, what what do they think about Palpatine? You what should do ask. they think about it? I, you know, maybe I will. On uh, I'm I'm see I'll see him on Friday. Maybe I'll ask Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. Be like be like hey. Don't, don't even ask him about Palpatine. Just say what do you think about Sheev? <laughs> I, I, I don't think he'll know Sheev. what to say. He'll be like, what is that? Some kind of weed. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't tried it. You got some. It's that Probably. good sheep yeah. stuff. Now, that's one thing, too. Like, the label was like, you need to make sure that the trailer has a cleaning fee because Wiz Khalifa smokes massive amounts of marijuana. And we'd like to contain that to the trailer if possible. <laughs> you just want to bog. We, we're going to need a separate trailer to bog down in. Yeah. To, to, yeah. Ridiculous. So I'm sure I missed some stuff. Catch me up. Well, Oh, we are we are talking about Palpatine right now, and we've reached the point where uh, we're trying to determine. And I asked this on Facebook: uh, How far reaching do you think Palpatine's machinations were, a la like Shami being killed and or Padme's death, the visions of Padme's death? Do you believe he? Uh, do you believe he had anything to do with Shmi's death? Uh, Shmi's death, I would think no, because uh, I mean the Tusken Raiders have been doing their own thing on Tatooine for forever. Uh, I don't think that they are uh, pawns of Palpatine, but I do think the visions that Anakin had of Padme dying were probably Palpatine, because even Snoke was the one to bridge bridge the two minds of Rey and Kylo together, and that was all part of some sort of overarching plan to to get Rey to come to them. Right, uh, possibly. So, so I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's a. It's that intuitive. Um, he obviously had some sort of overall plan. He kept talking about how everything's going as he has foreseen. Yeah, we're, but, we're, uh, just, we're just talking about that. I mean, when he says when he says everything as he has foreseen, you take that literally, like you think he's having literal visions about each thing that's happening, or do you think he's just very good at you know manipulating and planning? That he's calculated and things yeah, have gone his way. I he's moving things of, into into position, so you yeah, know, he's just a, he's a good strategy. Scheming, or you think yeah, he actually he, he, has he is an ability to see it? He is an excellent tactician for sure, but uh, I, I don't think. I mean, I don't. I don't. Has, you know, it's tough to say. Maybe he, there is some sort of vision aspect going along with it. Like maybe he can see certain outcomes of certain situations, but uh, to to see the exact future. Uh, I, I don't know if I would believe that. It would also kind of take the fun out of everything. Uh, right. If you know exactly well, not what's going to happen. Not if you didn't tell anybody, you didn't spoil it. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, yeah. If, I mean, if, if he just wants to be this all-powerful thing or whatever. Palpatine but seems if like he, he's having fun. But if he, foresaw, if he foresaw everything 
and knew exactly what was going to happen, he would have known that the rebels were going to blow up the Death Star. So I think there's some. He would have known that yeah. Darth Vader was going to throw him into that hole. Uh, so I don't think that there's you know this uh, specific layout of visionary in the future that he well, can see. I, I think it's it could more. Be, it could be that his hubris blinded him similar to Plagueis. Right. Well, and I mean yeah. that's that's pretty much what's uh, what Luke tells him, right? Yeah. Uh, what's I, I don't know what the actual quote Stay. is. Something along I, those lines. I just watched Return of the Jedi too. I, I don't think Luke says hubris, but he he well, says he says something. it a lot in Episode Eight. But uh, yeah, says your uh, what does it say? Your arrogance. Yeah. So your arrogance blinds you. Self confidence or something. Will be and then and then and then Palpatine says your faith in your friends is yours. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, that's basically the idea he was getting across was like he was so full of himself and he foresaw this stuff. And Luke's like, I don't think you can foresee everything because Luke knows that uh, old Master Yoda told him, you know, the future is always in motion. So and I think I mean, to that point, I don't think I don't think at the time of episode like two, one, two, three, Palpatine's quite as arrogant as he comes sitting on the throne after taking down the entire Jedi Order and ruling with an iron fist for a couple decades, as he is in Episode 6. Right. I think he and, became and kind of cushy. Maybe it's entirely possible that, that he that he could see the future when the, you know, the prequel Jedi were in power because they had a specific code. There weren't, uh, you know, there was basically just Qui-Gon who was talking about the Living Force and he was kind of doing different things. Uh, and the, one, the person who trained Luke was Obi-Wan, basically, and Yoda, who had talks to Qui-Gon. Uh, yeah, Qui-Gon essentially trained them later. Yeah, so I think, uh, I mean, maybe it was maybe it's because it's a new era of Jedi. It makes it a little bit harder to, 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 to see and, to, and to, to kind of figure out. Because even Yoda in episode, was it episode two or three, he says impossible to see the future is like the dark side clouds everything or something like that. Um, yeah. And we kind of talked touched on that earlier because uh, there was actually, you know, the Jedi Temple was built on a Sith shrine, the ruins of a Sith shrine. They thought they had excavated it all before they built over top of it, but there was actually some parts of the shrine still left there. And Palpatine actually used to go in there and meditate to blind the Jedi. Um, this is like while he was senator, while he was chancellor. For a second, I thought you meant uh, literally blind them, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> no, he, he would actually wrap himself. He would wrap himself in tin foil, and that would yes. protect his force being from for, yep, from being detected. <laughs> yes, but yeah, I mean, so that just goes to the point. Like, so it's obvious he doesn't and can't foresee everything. He's not all omnipotent. Like he's he can't. He doesn't know everything. Um, just like he didn't know that when the Jedi came to arrest him, that uh, Mace Windu was going to beat him down <laughs> and leave him vulnerable. Well, to, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should talk about the, the poll results from the uh, poll you put out there on the Celebration Facebook page. Yeah, a, a lot of people thought that it was that, that Palpatine threw it, that it was all part of his plan. Yeah, so I have a couple. I have a couple of. Uh, uh, yeah, I've got a couple comments here. So Ian on Facebook says uh, it was the timing. 
Mace Windu did disarm him, but before he could fight back, Anakin uh, came in, and that's where Palpatine played him. Uh, so Rob says, if you think Palpatine, through the fight, you are making the argument that the master planner, the galaxy's greatest strategist, willingly put himself in a position where he could be killed by someone in a matter of seconds. With the skill, power, and motiv- motivation and desire, not to mention the duty to kill him. The master planner goes with a plan almost guaranteed to get him killed? Yeah. No, no, no. no. The master planner knew that this was the step required for Anakin to uh, make his final transition. Over yeah, but th- there's there's always a possibility that he could have been defeated if you watch that fight. Palpatine is trying. He's doing like backflips, bouncing off of right. chairs and stuff oh, to fight it's... Mace Windu. He's not it's similar to what he did with Master Yoda. You know what I mean? I I don't I don't know. I think the end of it was a charade. I think he was disarmed and stuff like that. But when Anakin, maybe Palpatine knew that Anakin was going to come, and and, and there's even like the voice I mean... in Anakin's head. Uh, before Anakin goes, you know right? that if they kill me, yeah, right. basically any chance so, of saving your wife. So he 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 was banking, and he he probably knew that the past relationship would, would influence Anakin to show up during this fight. And so, okay, so so you didn't think that when, like earlier that day, when Palpatine tells Anakin that he's the Sith Lord. You don't think he was going to go back and tell the Jedi Council about this, which he did, which Palpatine knew. And Palpatine was just sitting there waiting. I mean, he was just sitting in his chair. He knew they were coming, and he just turned around, had zero surprise on his face. It's treason, then. No, he he was acting. He put himself in that position, knowing they were going to come. If he was truly afraid, and he thought there was a chance he was going to get well, I don't, bested, I don't think he was afraid. Them. I don't think he was afraid, and I don't think he was. He thought he was going to get bested. Um, I mean, it's. Even if you take, you know, the foresight out of the way, out of the equation, I mean, Palpatine was pretty, you know, arrogant and full of himself at this point. Like, and I mean, with good reason to like Glenn on Facebook says Palpatine killed the other three so quickly. It's as if he left Mace Windu alive on purpose. So, I mean, I believe Palpatine saw the future and he knew that if Mace was left alive, he doesn't. Uh, he was the closest to the dark side with his Vapod form, and he would make the decision to try and kill Palpatine. Yeah. So, I mean, even without foresight, like, I don't think he would be afraid of the Jedi coming because he, he, he was confident in his skills, yeah. which he has good reason to because he just, like, wipes out three other Jedi in mere, <laughs> like a second. Uh, which um, was disappointing, I will say, to watch that happen. Um, but I think that, and then Austin says, and this is, this is to my point here. Austin says, research Windu's fighting style called Vapod. He was the only Jedi that would use it. So Mace's fighting style, Vapod, says it borders on the edge of falling to the dark side. It channels one's enjoyment of fighting into attack. Um, Mace Windu was only the, one of the only masters of this. Uh, and the constant, uh, he had to use the concentration of the light side, prevented him from succumbing to his own anger. But it says Vapod has also been described as a superconducting loop. With the user on one end and the opponent on the other, it is able to make uh, take the powers of the opponent and reflect them back at them. So here's here's what I think happened. I think um, possibly Palpatine threw it when it came to the lightsaber fight. Like he allowed himself to be disarmed right at the right moment when Anakin was going to come in and see him. 
Yeah. However, I don't think he anticipated Mace Windu being able to. Uh, if you look at every other time, any other time lightning is used, it either it's just destroys absorbed, the person basically. or it knocks the lightsaber out of the other person's hand. Yeah. But it never is bounced back at them. So I think that's where this Vapod like superconducting loop comes in. Well, Yoda where... kind of did it. Yoda did it in uh, Attack of the Clones. He did. Uh, he absorbed it real quick and then shot it back at Dooku. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that was with Force abilities, not with lightsaber. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean the la- the last point I want to I want to make about in my case that it was all a show is uh, somebody made a really good comment on there is Palpatine. You could tell like when actors. Actors are really good at acting, right? But when actors make their character over, they want they, they want their character to look like they're acting, and they're not that good of a, at acting. Like they overact, right? And I think Palpatine, like Ian McDiarmid, was definitely overacting in that scene to look like overly dramatic or overly scared. Um, like he was putting on a show, like it was all part of a show. See, I, so. I did, I did think he was scared when he was doing the no don't thing because I don't know if. <laughs> I don't know if he knew that Anakin was actually going to take that leap. Um, but that yeah, was, was getting right down that, to the very last second. There. I mean, but because if because if Anakin did not take that leap, it would have been the end of the the Sith, basically, at least for that generation, that era. Yeah, because uh, I mean, the best he could do is start elect- trying to electrocute Mace again, and it was just going to continue to fry him. Like it's just like how long. How long do you honestly think Palpatine? Because it almost to me looks like when he's, you know, using the force lightning, he can't stop. Like he's just going. And I mean, to the point where it's like melting his face and disforming him. And finally, like Mace, like kind of grunts and pushes and then like releases it. So I think that was that loop. So, I mean, how long do you think Palpatine could have held on? I mean, how long could he honestly continue to be electrocuted before he was just drained i mean that's that's yeah uh, that's that's a that's an i don't know type of question i I mean if you look at when anyone else is electrocuted they're pretty they're down and out pretty quick yeah Uh, luke immediately falls to the floor when he's when he's hit by it in return of the jedi um it obviously yoda Yoda falls back real fast when he gets electrocuted in episode uh three Yeah. yeah, I mean, Anakin's out of the fight in episode two when he gets electrocuted by Dooku for, you know, a minute while yeah. Obi-Wan gets his butt handed to him and, to, and then he jumps but it might back not in be, a couple minutes later. It might not be quite as strong when it's reflected either. I mean, it, or, or, or Palpatine could just be really good at taking it. He can take a punch. I mean, he can definitely take a punch. Like, we see that, but I mean, yeah, I mean, anybody can take a punch, but I mean, this was like, yeah, I mean, you could probably take a punch from somebody, but could you take him like continuously for how long? Just like beating your face in. And that's why I think that yes, he he may have. It's pro- it's even probable that he threw the the lightsaber fight because the timing is just impeccable. Otherwise, like he he gets disarmed right before Anakin walks in. But I mean, maybe the fight was kind of close, and at that point he was like, "Okay." I'm just going to I'm going to play it up here. But I don't think that the uh the electrocution was was planned. I think Mace bested him at that point. Um but I mean 
Well, what did we have on Facebook? Our poll was. We got a lot of responses. Why isn't that showing me the uh, numbers here? I mean, we know Mace Windu survived and you know crawled through the catacombs and yeah. pulled himself to safety. So that's good. There's 418 right. people think that Palpatine was putting on a show for Anakin, and uh, about 200, 202 people think that Mace legitimately bested him. However. My one last point is this, and I asked this on there, but I didn't get a, a most response, very many responses. Um, uh, what would you um, would you take George Lucas's word as gospel? I mean, uh, at that point, yeah, because it was. I mean, I mean, even well, so the, so then, it 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 just is what it is, and, and according to George, Mace Windu bested him. Everything George says. Well, but that <laughs> maybe not anymore, though. Right, but I mean, they're not exactly dabbling in that. But so I mean, that's one of the. I mean, that's why Star Wars is so great because you have these things that are just going to be endlessly debated. Um, it's a horrible sound of that chair when you move it, Josh. <laughs> my chair. Well, uh, Sean, yeah. Sean, my chair squeaks a little bit. Sean's chair sounds like he's like killing something every time he. There, yeah, it's not as bad now. It's kind of getting there. You go. <laughs> a chair, but, uh, not, Josh. It's a good chair. This is a good chair. This chair that I am, I, I'm currently sitting in. How long we've we been using this chair? Probably 15 years now, at least. At least 15 years. A, a lot of video game time was spent sitting on that chair with us, like being teenagers, not showering for days. Uh, I, ironically <laughs> enough, pretty bad. Ironically enough, I, I've been so busy. I don't remember the last time I showered. I'm due. <laughs> I am ripe. No. I don't know if I don't know if great. I smell as bad as uh, Josh's chair when we were playing the Old Republic up in my bedroom. Oh, that was home. bad. Yeah, yeah that but, was just. We all had such. I had terrible gas, and yeah, it's just, I, just. I, I'm like gagging right now just thinking about how bad the chair. I don't know. I, I don't know why we put our face and smell the chair. I think that was probably a poor choice at the time. No, yeah. When you guys informed me that uh, my chair smelled so bad when you pressed your noses up against it, I was just like, "Well, what would ever possess it's, you it's, it's, to it's bury like, your face?" Yeah, uh, probably like like ten drinks in. Time. <laughs> it's not like we were trying to snort pixie dust off of it. We didn't like rub our noses into it. It's just like we we were, we were tracking down the source of the smell that was just penetrating the room. And uh, and yeah, right now that's that source is me. I can smell myself, and if you can smell yourself, you know it's bad. <laughs> and everyone loves their own brand. So. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm getting uh I'm getting disgusted by it. That's 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 a whole new level right there, like. Man, can you imagine how Palpatine smelled after getting fried for a good minute? Like pretty good, probably like bacon or fried chicken. You think uh, so? Bur- I don't know. Burnt hair smells pretty disgusting. Yeah, that's true. So, do you guys think that? So I've I've heard this brought up and debated a couple times too. Um, I'm not sure where I stand on it. Do you think what happened to Palpatine? Actually, I think it was. I think it was a metamorphosis. What happened to him? Yeah, when his face turned all weird, like the uh, face Casey's making right now. <laughs> Casey, why, why why is one of your eyes being squinted? The other one? Well, I could tell you. 
So do you guys think that it was a metamorphosis or a dis, uh, demasking what happened to Palpatine when he was like, he, he was like the butterfly and Mace Windu provided the electricity cocoon. <laughs> I, I no, like, do you think butterfly. that he was totally, do you think he was like actually like scarred and maimed or do you think that's how he actually looked? And he was like projecting this, this I always uh, just thought nicer that he was looking face. Scarred and maimed. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a good point. I mean, because yeah, we had this conversation before about how the dark side, that much power can be contained inside one body. So it's it's entirely possible that he was simultaneously keeping that body alive. Maybe he found a body strong enough to, you know, to 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 stay in for a long period of time, while maybe also force projecting. But you think being around thousands of Jedi that somebody would have seen something or picked up on something. He was a senator on Naboo. Somebody would have seen something, I think. But then again, he was able to to like sneak around and, and order Darth Maul around and things like that. But I don't... I he was don't spending have... his free time in the basement of the Jedi Temple. Like, that's how crafty this guy was. What a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like it'd be like going downstairs and just like finding this guy sleeping in my crawl space right now. Yeah, you imagine you like yeah, what going. What are you your, doing in my house? Uh, you go into your son's I'm room. Meditating. You go. You go into your son's room and you try to open up the closet and it won't open. What, what the, <laughs> so you pull on it and you finally, you finally pull it open, and Steve Palpatine is just there, meditating. His head. Just, just terrible. <laughs> Uh, that, you, know, <laughs> you know what I would do? I, it's I would not do. what it looks like. What's that? I said, you know what I would do? I would just turn around. You want me to tell that story? Yeah, tell that story. Tell, tell the Cliff Notes, uh, Cliff Notes version of that story. Cliff Notes version of the story. We were younger in like middle school, early high school maybe. We uh, used to stay at night at each other's house a lot, hanging out, playing video games. One night, for whatever reason, Josh and I decided it'd be funny if I stayed the night at his parents' house without his parents ever knowing. So I snuck around. Josh's room was on the second story. I got a ladder, climbed up there, and uh, stayed up there. We played video games all night, like uh, you know, the kids do. Well, his dad came in in the morning to grab like clothes or something. That he, yeah, we, we shared a closet, yeah. Yeah, shared a closet. He would get his work clothes out of Josh's closet in the morning. So... I didn't want to get caught, ran into the closet, not knowing his dad was going in the closet when I heard him coming <laughs> in. The- and uh, once his dad walked to the closet, I was like, oh, shit, he's going to he's gonna find me. And this whole thing, this whole plan is going to be blown. So I try to, like, grab, like, the hinges from the inside of the closet and hold it shut while his dad's trying to open it. <laughs> so I hold on to it for, like, five seconds. His dad's, like, yanking. I'm like, well, this is, this is going nowhere. So I eventually... <laughs> let his dad open it his dad just stares at me doesn't say anything shakes his head grabs the clothes and emotionlessly just walks out of the room Dude, i'm pretty sure he shut the door didn't he just shut the door again yeah, and he was he's just like well just shut you back in the closet not even gonna ask why this is occurring. <laughs> wasn't there one time you peed in josh's closet mm, that was stinky. yeah that was uh, me. <laughs> that was uh, one, one time there, there was this one time when I was staying at Josh's house. Uh, for some reason, we uh, it sounds horribly emasculating, but we decided to have a pillow fight. Um, and it's, yeah, so real awesome. Yeah. Well, no, we we were beating the crap out of each other. 
And uh, I man, one I stood up right. So he had this uh, ceiling light that had this uh, glass square thing around it that you could just that just you could pull off if you wanted to to change the bulb. It was it was held on by like springs or like these with these weird coils. And I I reared back with this big pillow and I came slamming down. And I hit the light, broke the bulb, shattered the like the encasing of the light. And I remember I remember saying, just pretend like you're asleep. <laughs> so Josh, I, I just lay down, and Josh's dad walks in. I don't even remember what he said. Do you remember what he said, Josh? Uh, uh, what the hell? <laughs> and, uh, no, like, and, yeah, he, he was in the, room, the next room over, and you could hear him like, boom, 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 boom comes boom. over. And Casey's like, pretend like you're asleep. We've yeah. been sleeping at broken glass. And so my father comes in. I'm just like trying to get up. I'm bleeding. And Casey, the best part is Casey is on the ground and he's doing like an Oscar worthy performance of what? What just happened? I'm so tired. I'm so sleepy. I don't understand. All of a sudden, I just heard all the glass breaking. <laughs> yeah. I know, it was weird. Suddenly, it's ghosts. Uh, yeah, man, uh, man. Another time too. I remember I had the most horrible, bloody nose I've ever had in my life at your house. It was just, it was probably like a brain aneurysm letting itself out through my nose. It was that much blood. It was just drip, 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 drip. My hand was full in like four seconds. Yeah, I don't know. I don't believe. I don't. I, I don't ever really remember this. These claims that you make. This, uh, this bloody nose. Oh man, I remember that. <laughs> No, uh, do you guys uh, do you guys think Palpatine Palpatine died at the end of uh, Return of the Jedi? Yep. Mm, yeah, probably. I think so. I think it's likely. I mean, I don't know how he would survive. He fell into some sort of reactor type situation. Maybe that. Blew his energy and power across the galaxy or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, that's like what's all that blue crap that comes swirling out of there? Almost looks like I don't know. Almost looks like tendrils and stuff like seeping out of that. It could be. It could be the dissipation of the dark side that was within him and and spreading spreading itself out across the galaxy. Just just power releasing, right? I think it's just. All that yeah. power is being and and, and, and maybe maybe the maybe the power is somewhat sentient. Maybe it's looking for something else to attach itself to. Maybe like, the blue energy was just you know him hitting the reactor, and it was just a wave <laughs> of blue energy that was released by that happening. That's a possibility as well. I like the former theory better, though. It sounds cooler. I, so here's my theory. So to get to the reactor, he would have had to fall for quite a while, though, right? Yeah, somebody yeah, actually, did, I watched did. a YouTube video on this. They did oh. the math. They did the math as to, like, um, they found out how deep it would have been. <laughs> it would have been, like, over, like, two miles or something to the reactor core from there. What uh, was the reactor core in the center? Uh, no. Oh, yeah. It would have been, he fell, like, two miles worth or something like that. I forget. I don't know. But he he it, didn't make it center. all the way. He didn't make it all the way <laughs> to the center. So that would have uh, taken like that would take like minutes. Yeah. So they said like he like falls however long I forget how long they say and then he just like explodes. How many seconds does he fall for? Do you think ten? Not even. Uh, not even. Maybe six, six seven. Yeah. Like. 
So let's <laughs> say like six, seven seconds. You you accelerated nine point eight meters per second. That's pretty fast. Um, so yeah, every we... gravity will accelerate an object at a rate of thirty two feet per second. How far do you how far do you fall in three seconds? Would be. I doubt he even fell a mile in that time. Yeah, because I mean, once you reach terminal velocity, on average it takes one. On average, it takes one second to fall two hundred feet. Okay. It takes five point five seconds to fall one thousand feet. So, like ten seconds to fall a mile, or something like that. Yeah, it increases. Um, generally, fall about five for five and a half seconds every thousand feet. So you're looking at eleven seconds for the first thousand feet. Yeah, so he definitely didn't fall like miles and miles. Yeah, so why did he explode like that? Like he wouldn't have reached the reactor. Because but... he's falling several hundred feet. And but he just then... explodes? Yeah, and it no wasn't and, and it wasn't an expected fall, like right. Mace Windu jumping off in the Attack of the Clones into the Geonosis Arena. It was, like he he specifically did that. That was an intentional thing. He was thrown. He didn't, didn't he's, he's not a cat. He can't orient himself and you know, and, I don't, know. It, it, well, I, don't think he, I don't know if you yeah. had enough time with the amount of airflow that's going around you to to turn yourself around. Um but he hit something. Think... He hit some, that that entire thing that he was falling down through was his big glowing energy rod, right? It was his long spire of energy. That's what it seemed like. Hmm. So maybe it was some sort of pulse that it set him off. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and so... may, and may, yeah, and may, maybe maybe that pulse wasn't even from him. Maybe he just kept falling. But I think it was. <laughs> Stupid. I, I think. Uh, I th- yeah. I think uh, it's safe to say. I think that that blue pulse was him uh, hitting something. Maybe it was him releasing. Like I said, his his. Maybe he willingly gave up and left. You know what I mean? Because you know how he can jump body to body or whatever. Maybe he well, those clones and stuff. Or I'll say this. I so when we took our poll of whether or not we thought. Uh, Mace Windu bested Palpatine in episode three there. Uh, Casey and I uh, both voted that we thought that Mace legitimately bested him. Um, Sean obviously voted that uh, he believes that Palpatine threw it. All part of the plan. Now, I'll tell you, I heard a great... I was discussing this with somebody the other day, and I think I've it was the best argument that I've ever heard made, in my opinion, for Palpatine... Uh, actually throwing the whole thing and it all being part of the plan. But it somewhat hinges upon episode nine. So I was talking to my wife, Hannah, and and she also voted that uh, she believes that Palpatine threw it and it was all part of the plan. And her reasoning was like he was the master manipulator. He was the master, um, you know, chess player. But, She's also saying that, especially since the episode nine trailer, she thinks that he threw it because he had a contingency. So somewhere, somehow, and like Casey just said, like if even back at the time of episode three, if he had a contingency to somehow bring himself back, if he knew how to bring himself back from dead, the dead, or he knew how to transfer his consciousness or to stop himself from dying 
maybe turn himself into into blue smoke and then like put himself put himself back together later like that's so i mean and so that's what she said too was what if in episode uh six you know he he knew he was gonna die like maybe he 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 might not have foresaw it per se but what if his like random spontaneous combustion was part of that part of that plan yeah, could be. Yeah, could, could, <laughs> yeah, maybe that, maybe that could have happened. I don't know. Well, no, uh, I don't, I don't know. You know, you know. One thing I do know is a new book coming out. You know, about uh, artifacts and Jedi artifacts, Sith artifacts, and people hunting them down. I think we spoke about this briefly. Or, you know, um, maybe he attached himself to Darth Vader's helmet or something. The last yeah. thing that he did was send energy that ended up killing Darth Vader. Yeah, that's um, that's. That's what one of my uh, theories is, is that, uh, yeah, it's been Palpatine speaking through, speaking to Kylo all this time through Vader's helmet. Case, will you do your best, uh, Sylvester Stallone, but say a verse that Palpatine says? (laughs) You're asking the wrong Schreffler. Ask him better. Say, say as uh, Sylvester Stallone playing Palpatine that you are the Senate. Well, you know, uh... (laughs) Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just saying, you know, what are you? <laughs> Not bad. Uh, I, uh, I am the Senate. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I am the Senate. I'm the Senate. Do you think we see Palpatine use a lightsaber in episode nine? <sighs> yes. Uh, if we see him in physical form, he will use his lightsaber. Right. That's my thought. And I think right. there's a good chance we will see him in physical form. So what about you, Casey? You think we're going to see uh, El Palpatine use a lightsaber in Episode Nine? I think it'll be more of a flashback, if anything. I, I don't see. I don't know if because a lot of the focus on Palpatine wasn't about nice. Uh, wasn't about his lightsaber. It was about his ability to use the Force and to control the dark side and things like that. Um, he he always spoke about the dark side powers and how it's a pathway to abilities. Many we seem to consider unnatural, all that stuff. So I don't know if the lightsaber is as important to him and his character as his knowledge of the Force. Of course, but it's almost like he has risen above that, especially by the time like episode six rolls around. And maybe that was a way of, of controlling the people, too, because I don't know if people would take kindly to being controlled by a Sith Lord. I think that if people thought that Palpatine was controlling Darth Vader and Darth Vader was the only Sith, because we really don't see Palpatine use his abilities on any civilians or anything like that. So no, is they it, live to tell about it. Right, so is it possible that he remains, like he, it, he projects this image of him being a victim of the Jedi and... And he was able to, and, and Anakin, Darth Vader, is basically just one of his subjects. Hmm. You know, is that that's that's kind of an interesting thought, huh? Right. Because he even in the Senate, he never brings up anything besides the fact that the attempt on his life left him scarred and deformed. His resolves never been stronger. The remaining Jedi will be hunting down, hunted down, and defeated. You never see him interact with anybody besides the stormtroopers. Like what? And maybe the stormtroopers know, maybe they don't. Some sort of NDA clause. 
but uh yeah because uh no they don't know because I'm trying to think oh this gets brought up in um lords of the sith um it's a book that came out a few years ago vader and palpatine are going to ryloth the twi'leks home planet they're on the star destroyer and the ryloth the free ryloth uh movement manages to crash that star destroyer like bomb it take it down it crashes to the planet vader and palpatine survive but they have to like fight their way through the jungle where all these like guerrilla warfare like ryloth uh free ryloth uh, factions are and i'm pretty sure in that book i haven't read in a few years they make a big deal out of saying even his like red royal guards don't know that he is like a Sith Lord. Yeah, so I, I then great. More power to my point then. I, I don't think, uh, yeah, I think that's a super interesting facet of him that doesn't get talked about enough. And I just thought of it, so <laughs> obviously it doesn't, you know, 25 years into being a Star Wars fan. <laughs> well, it explains too why uh, Palpatine dismisses his Red Guards. As soon as Vader and uh, Luke get in there, leave us. He does, but he does use his power in front of one of the bureaucrats in Episode Three. That, yeah, Masamita, but Masamita knows like everything. Masamita's in it. I, I think he was part of. He was part of like taking down Valorum yeah. and everything. <clears throat> yeah, and yeah, he was part of the plan all along. Um, so maybe there's maybe there's a chosen few. That no. Oh yeah, but, there's definitely like a small handful, but. But um, so when he finds. He finds Anakin. I don't think we see him use anything with the clone troopers. The clone troopers are all his subjects anyway. They don't really count. Um. Because the clone troopers, there was a thing about them. They had a chip in their brain, right? They had some sort of. It's like a uh, it's an organic chip uh, kind of and i think that's part of i think that's part of the clone wars or like the next season isn't there like some of them some something goes wrong with the chip it gets fried so they don't season six yeah it talked about no some of them after they found out about it they uh because there was like a malfunction with one of their chips like uh there was a malfunction where like order 66 like got initiated early for this guy so they're in the middle of a battle, and he just turns on his Jedi generals and starts shooting them and kills one of them. And uh, upon investigation, one of the other clones learns about the organic chip and that it's been placed there. And there's like programming inside of them for a secret, like secret programming. Um, he gets killed and is never able to really reveal the whole truth. But a handful of clones that know about it and heard about it and were there to witness it, remove their own chips. Yeah. And uh, among them would be captain Rex. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty interesting. Um, yeah. cause uh, yeah, if, uh, if, I mean, if it's only the clones that know about it and the, uh, the bureaucrat can never remember his name, even though you just Masamita. said it. Masamita. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's super interesting that he is this cloaked, super powerful guy that 
the only person who really knows of his power is Darth Vader. Yeah. yeah. The only one who definitely knows is the true extent of his power. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Because every, every time you see someone die, like whether it's an Imperial officer or something, it's it's always by Darth Vader's hand. It's never the Emperor's hand. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there accepted Captain there, Nita. There were people that, like I said, there were were people in canon and stuff that uh, Palpatine killed, like electrocuted or whatever. But uh, like, yeah, they died. So they found out about it shortly before dying. Yeah, it's a very interesting subject to explore, and it and it creates kind of a shield around him because of people. Like like I said, I don't think I don't think you can get the Senate or you know thousands of systems to follow an actual Sith. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, how would have how so that comes down to like in Episode Three when Mace Windu comes and he's going to arrest him first, right? How do you think people would have reacted to? Um, yeah, he's a Sith Lord. I think that I think that Palpatine would have found a way to swing it so that he was the victim. And I think Anakin probably would have came to his defense because Anakin wanted him to live, uh, even though he had control of the Senate and the courts, just because he was the Supreme Chancellor with these emergency powers, right? Right. Uh, He could have claimed some sort of emergency thing and had the Jedi taken down, the Senate and courts would have went for it because to them, in their minds, he's been doing everything to save the Republic, to track down Grievous, to to fight off the the Separatists. Sith Lord or not, right? The trains were running on time. He was was still fighting a war against the Separatists. Right, Right. But but he was also controlling the Separatists, but I don't think people would have believed that. I don't think the Senate or the courts would have believed that. I think he would have... That would have been quite the case to build. Yeah. I think he would have been free. I, I, yeah, the only way the only way to have stopped him would have been for Mace Windu to kill him. I think. I think Mace was right about that. Even though it's not the Jedi way, it 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 had to be done. Yeah, it's too and dangerous then, to be kept alive. And then who knows what would have happened when the Jedi came out about it? If Anakin had, uh, you know, sided with Windu, it would have been a very different story. And he and Anakin probably would have been made a Jedi Master, and he probably would have had to speak at all these hearings after knowing the Chancellor and being close to the Chancellor for so long and talking about what the Chancellor had said to him. You know, use my knowledge, I beg you. Uh, so I think, I think the only way forward was was for him to die, not to get arrested. I don't think Anakin would have sold him out. I think he would have been a silent party hmm. if. If he was arrested by Windu and the other masters, I think Anakin would have stayed quiet and not wanted to be part of it at all. And he probably would have turned a little later. He probably would have helped set him free. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, it depends on, like, how far along was Padme. So if this all gets bogged down, they actually manage to... um, Imprison Palpatine. That's true. So they arrest him. They imprison him. Um, Anakin can go and talk to Palpatine still. Um, but Palpatine's whole thing is, you know, Padme's going to die if 
if I don't help you. But really, like we were saying earlier, I think that Palpatine implanted those visions in Anakin's head. The only reason it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. The only reason she died is was because Anakin turned to the dark side. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's interesting because I think I think if Palpatine was imprisoned, the visions would have gotten worse and worse. And I, I don't know if Anakin would have been strong enough to to just wait it out. Well, I asked this at the beginning of the podcast to Sean, but you weren't here. What if Sheev Palpatine was a Jedi? What would that look like? It's hard. It's hard to say what would have actually have happened if if Palpatine would have been born a Jedi or, or been raised as a Jedi. Who knows if he would have became as powerful as he was with the dark side? Because he'd been around Jedi for so long, he knows probably all of their abilities. As he even says, one if he wants to be a wise and powerful, wise and powerful leader, right, or a wise and complete mm-hmm. leader, uh, you must embrace a larger view of the Force. So I think uh, even though that he attached himself to the dark side more so, I don't know if he would have became as powerful as a Jedi as he could have been as a Sith. And who's to say that that I'm incorrect? Maybe he would have trained more with Yoda. And Yoda, like Yoda, it was just bad. It was a bad arena to fight in. It was the Chancellor's arena. And Yoda was standing on that ledge when he was blasted back. Oh, man. I think Yoda... There's a whole other thing. I think Yoda pretty much could have bested Palpatine if it didn't come down to simple physics. Like, he took everything Palpatine threw at him. Like, all the lightning and everything, full blast. Yoda was just like, nope, and stopped it. And if Yoda wasn't, you know, uh, a third of the size of Palpatine and didn't get blown off that ledge just because he's small, physically small, because yeah. like, I mean, Palp- he he stopped everything Palpatine threw at him. Yeah, he did. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, it would. Uh, who knows? It would have been an ongoing thing. But because when they were doing that force lightning, force absorption thing um, on that on that like senate senator platform, uh, Palpatine's inside. Yoda's standing on the ledge of it, and you see Yoda at first like fighting it back, and he's reeling backwards, and Palpatine comes up you know as like he's gaining the the oh, advantage in the situation and then uh yoda's like yeah, nope and starts coming <laughs> up and and palpatine's like uh, uh, like you, you actually see the fear in his eyes yeah for a brief moment and then you have that blast which sends yoda down who knows i don't know why yoda got didn't get back up maybe he was actually hurt or maybe oh, it was sure just he was man yeah but i mean like if if uh Look, you're 900 years old. You fly like hundreds of feet into like the. Uh, he flew and hit like the the center podium, and then fell again. Uh, probably another good couple stories down to the Duracrete floor. Like, like you're a Jedi, yeah. So that fall is probably not going to kill you, but you're 900 years old, man. Like, yeah, can but, you imagine how you would feel? But Yoda, even at, even at nine hundred, Yoda was hopping around like Palpatine was. You know what I mean? Well, he was and, using the Force, though. Like he was channeling the Force to do that. Right. I I, I don't know. I mean, who knows what happened if he would have got back up and went back up there? I, I just think that was the 
a bad arena for them to end up in for Yoda because that was that was literally the Chancellor's home, uh, Palpatine's home. He, Can you imagine the, the start of the battle? You know when they're down in the Palpatine's little office. Palpatine runs and jumps on that podium thing that raises him up into the you know great big arena. He runs and jumps up there, and Yoda just stands down there like, "No, I'm not going up there. I'll fight you down here." No, what he should he should have just stayed down there and cut that podium down, right? And brought him down, brought him back to Earth level. Nope. But <laughs> but who, uh, yeah, it's just it's tough, man. There's so many different ways things could have happened, and um, who what it, what would have happened if if this certain thing didn't happen? I think I think Yoda. I think Yoda could have trained a Palpatine to be as powerful as Yoda. Right. Um, but then who's to say, who's to say that Palpatine was stronger than Plagueis, right? I mean, that's why he killed him. Yeah. I mean, he was definitely the better planner. So, I mean, I mean, you would think that Palpatine as a Jedi would be on the Jedi council. I mean, if he still had his, that like tech, the tactician's mind and the force and he still had that power of foresight and if it's like more of a natural power of foresight then uh i believe he probably most definitely sean speculated he may have even been sitting in mace windu's seat be right up there at the jedi council next to uh yoda at that age Oh yeah, uh, and he probably he would have been at that point in time. I think that he would have been the youngest council member instead of Anakin. Hmm. Um, well, you know who was the youngest council member before Anakin was was put into the Jedi. Guessing uh, Mace council. Windu. Yep, Mace Windu at the age of I think they said twenty eight. So he was only like what? Is Anakin would have been? Like he was only like five years older than when Anakin was when he was put on the council, kind of halfway, not a master. I never yeah. really got the dig. I didn't. So I've been going through the movies and doing the uh, Roach Cut edit for yeah. our uh, special presentation for Saga Day and Episode Nine, and shortly after, it's like the next council meeting when they they make Anakin a member of the council but not a master. And then when they're, when Anakin goes to him about the information of like Grievous on Utapau, and he's like, uh, the chancellor has requested that I be the one to lead this mission to Utapau. And Yoda's like, no, a master is needed with more experience. It's like, Oh, Oh Yoda. That yeah. nice. Yeah. No, that was, well, come on Yoda. You could have just said somebody with more experience, not a master with more experience yeah that was kind of shitty <laughs> looking back at that because i watched that scene recently too uh the star wars movies have been on tv the last few days so uh man yeah so many different things could have happened if, if just one thing had been different yeah talking about mace a lot this episode i mean if mace windu and i mean that goes into the whole thing with uh, mace versus palpatine like what if Mace had said, all right, let's go, Skywalker. Come with me. And from the get-go, Anakin is there. So if Palpatine's arrested, Anakin goes with him. Palpatine goes willingly. Like I don't think 
they're just going to let Anakin sit around and talk to him, knowing all this stuff. However, at that point, Grievous has already been um, taken down. They pretty much uh, defeated the Separatists on Utapau. I mean, Obi-Wan was there and overheard that they were going to Mustafar, right? If he didn't overhear Grievous sending him to Mustafar from up top, because he was seeing enough there listening when he sent them to Mustafar. Oh, yeah. But even if he didn't, like, how long do you really think it would have taken them to track them to figure out that they had left from there to go to Mustafar? And there wasn't, like, a battalion there. It was just them and, like, a small yeah. garrison. Yeah, it was just a small room of them, like, basically. If they go there and shut down the war machine, like, because all they had to do is go there and turn the droids off, that ends the war. And if any of them, you know, if they can somehow track Palpatine back, then, I don't know, all kind of unfolds from there. It's like... Yeah, I you think... would think that you would think that Palpatine would have like a six Jedi guard on him at all times. Mm-hmm. But who's to say that Anakin, in a moment of desperation, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't try to take him down? Because he did beat the guy who, like, one of the better lightsaber uh, fighters in the Jedi Temple. I forget his name. The Syndralic. guy, yeah, Syndralic. The guy who trained them, the guy who trained basically everybody in lightsaber techniques. Well, yeah, a lot of well, you know who the best lightsaber duelist in the entire order was said to have been, even better than Mace Windu, better than Sindralig. Are we going old school or is this like current generation Jedi? At that time, was uh, Dooku. Really? Yep, Dooku was supposed to be like the best duelist. And Anakin just beat him down at the beginning of the movie. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, he could he have done that, but without that moment of desperation, without Palpatine's life being in immediate jeopardy, I don't think he turns on the Jedi like that. I don't think he cuts Mace Windu's hand off. I don't think he turns against the guards. I think he petitions. He's a member of the, of the council. So, I mean, I think he petitions to maybe he even comes clean at that point. He says, like, you know, there's another council meeting. He really wants to talk to Palpatine. They inquire as to, like, why? Why is it so important you talk to Palpatine in private? And he finally comes clean and admits that, you know, he has a he has a wife. He has children on the way. I think the only person he would have told was Obi-Wan. I don't think he would have told the council. I think he would have told Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan would have counseled him. And then maybe they would have came up with a plan of how to bring it up, you know, mm. not in a way that's super jarring. Right. But yeah, yeah I like mean, he, he might have been removed from the council at that point. He might have went dark. Like, who knows what the count, how the council would have responded. Oh, he would have definitely been removed from the council and he probably would have been expelled. Um, I mean, just judging on new canon and some very recent books there was a uh, jedi council member that they it comes out that she had a child um and she brought that she was gone for a while from the jedi temple she brought that child back to coruscant with her because he was force sensitive and had him raised as a jedi and she knew that that was her son the whole time 
but, and she actually became a member of the council. And as soon as they found out that she had that relationship, they removed her from the council and expelled her from the order. Right, but do you think that knowing how strong Anakin is, that the council would have made such a rash decision at least immediately? I I don't I don't know. I don't know because his his power is I mean unique and it's I I don't if he's you pretty powerful him, but well he hasn't reached his full potential like we never get to see that. Like we never get to see an intact Anakin uh you know because we believe in the chosen one and we believe in the prophecy, right? Right, but As if outsiders. you also talk about Right, but if you also talk about midichlorians or whatever, um, and if that has any influence on on power, right? It's I think of it as kind of like your IQ. It's your potential for power. Right, but would would you just send somebody off to continue learning and training? Do you just trust him to be a dad and a moisture farmer somewhere? Or like, well, I mean, I the Jedi that I just talked about, they expelled her and they imprisoned her. I think Anakin would have figured out some sort of something. So, I mean, if we walk down that path and they imprison Anakin, what? And this, and the only high security prison they have for like four sensitives. So you put Anakin and Palpatine in the same prison. How yep. long do you think they stay locked up before yeah, they break no, out? It, and team yeah. up? We, 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 we end up in the same circle, depending on how the Jedi react to certain things. Which and, and I think Obi Wan would be the only one who can help him or dissuade him from from doing things. I... It's interesting. I love these what if questions. I like to um, have our listeners send us in some what if questions for future episodes because I just like walking down when when you have a good enough grasp of how the galaxy works. It's interesting to walk down these what if paths, just like the small, and it's like the butterfly effect, you know, just like the smallest little thing can affect everything, can affect the outcome of the galaxy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so if our listeners would write into us, um, if you have any what if questions, we're talking sithpod at gmail.com. So if you have any what ifs or just questions in general, do it, send them. Shoot us a comment. Shoot us a shoot us a like. Shoot us a shoot us a question. Check us out. Listen, listen maybe. Yeah, listen to <laughs> us. Are you out there? Is there anyone, anyone there? Hello, hello. Just talking into the void of the internet, but it's fun. It's entertaining. Subscribe, like, download, hit us up. <laughs> Instead of uh, yeah, tell, tell us you up. love us. Yeah, tell us. Tell us that you care. Tell my, us that you're out my, there. my wife beats me. She <laughs> hates me. I, I someone just love me. It'd be great. Hate is a strong word. Loathe. Loathe is you know Loathe entirely. <laughs> With that, like I like I said, you can reach us at Talking Sith Pod across all major uh, social media platforms and uh, May the dark side be with you. Always. Always. Good.
Everything expressed in the podcast is the intellectual property of Talking Sith. We are not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm in any way. Star Wars is their property. We just like to talk about it.